garbage time. If you thought last season was good, let me introduce you to NBL 24, where every moment matters. It's the league that launched Aussie basketball icons like Patty Mills and Josh Giddy. The NBL is back with the season promising to launch more NBA careers than ever before. Ever before. Ever before. Welcome ever before. to episode 34 of the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast. Got another NBL recap episode here. Round two of NBL 24 has just been completed, so let's uh, get in. It. Upsets across the board. You can't pick who's going to win in this league. I tell you what, the parity is unbelievable. Other leagues around the world claim parity between the so-called worst and so-called best teams, but I don't think any league in the world compares to the NBL, which is just going ahead in leaps and bounds at the moment. Absolutely incredible play on the court. Off-court incidents as well. Lots of drama and excitement happening across the board. So let's get into the games from round two of the NBL 24 season. Scott goes right. Sobey in the corner. Pull up. Oh, Nathan Sobey from the elbow. We're looking for a pin down here and Harrison can get free. Smith makes it in. game. Surely! No time left on the shot clock. Had to get whatever they could. Unreal! And that'll do it at Spark Arena. Justin Schuller and the Brisbane Bullets go 2-0 on the season. Alrighty, so first up we had the New Zealand Breakers versus the Brisbane Bullets. The Breakers welcome back Will McDowell-White, who had a pretty good game in this one. However, it was the Brisbane Bullets who came out on top through some great play by Nathan Sobey, who is having an awesome season so far, had 24 points in this one. I think he's really been helped by Shannon Scott running the point for the Bullets, distributing nicely and scoring when he needs to. Aaron Baines played pretty well in this one as well. Tyler Harrison is proving to be a very decent backup in this league as well to Baines. Yeah, and as you heard in the drop there, Chris Smith hitting a huge three down the stretch to put it out of reach for the Breakers. Brisbane go 2-0 for the season so far, winning away in New Zealand there. I would say that's a pretty massive upset to happen. Most people would have had the Breakers in this one. The Breakers did play pretty well right in this, all up until the end of the game. Parker Jackson Cartwright again, playing really well. 20 points in this one, going 9-15. Will McDowell-White had 19 in his return. Abercrombie, 13. Zylan Cheatham scored 17 in this one. He had a uh, very good game as well. Overall, a high-quality game. Starters playing really well for the Breakers, but they didn't get much off the bench in this one. Brisbane Bullets, in the end, they get the win away in New Zealand there and go 2-0 to start the season. Just want to mention here, Mitch Norton uh, is an underrated pickup for the Brisbane Bullets. He's proving to be a really good backup to Shannon Scott at the point guard position, adding some toughness and a bit of scoring punch off the bench. Isaac White, with his backup minutes, is also playing really well. Under Justin Schuller, the Brisbane Bullets proving to be a much improved team off last year. Pretty amazing finish in New Zealand there. Brisbane get the win and go 2-0 to start the season. And the steal from Clinton, playing the passing line, and the hammer! Oh, hello. Oh, and then Clinton just rips it away from Vague! 
thievery. Oh, beautiful move from Miller. Putting them in the spin cycle. Well, Coach Adam Ford was clear about what he wanted. He needed some heat on Gary Brown Jr. as he raises up. Not enough heat. Three ball Brown Jr. Phoenix are back in the game. Beautiful pass from Wardenberg. The wraparound finds Miller. The weatherman. They're going to get an opening win at home here, the Taipans. Jonah Antonio finishes it off in style. And the Snakes bounce back from an opening round loss. Okay, so next up, we had the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix versus the Cairns Taipans. I was really looking forward to this one, obviously, with the Phoenix coming off the win against Perth. However, Cairns putting together an awesome game behind Patrick Miller and Bobby Clintman, who is proving to be one of the best two-way players in the NBL this season so far. Patrick Miller with 23 points on 8 of 13 shooting, 6 rebounds, 8 assists as well. Bobby Clintman with 15 points and 11 rebounds as well, putting together some uh, good games. Adam Ford has got his team playing really well. The Southeast Melbourne Phoenix were in this game right up until the fourth quarter. However, they weren't able to stop the offense of the Cairns Taipans. Their defense not quite what it should be yet, I don't think. I dare say that Mike Kelly's not quite happy with where they are at defensively at this stage. Gary Brown putting together a good game, shot the ball really well early, but the Cairns defense was able to get on top of him towards the end of the game. Will Cummings getting 11 here, Ben Eyre also with 11. Tyler Cook was injured in this game, unfortunately, and was not able to finish it off. The Phoenix really missed him. I think this put a real dampener on their chances of winning this game, replacing his defense and and scoring was too much of a task for the Phoenix, who go on to lose the game in Cairns there. Cairns get their first win of the season behind the great play of Patrick Miller and Bobby Clintman. I was just about to say, has Adam Doyle had a shot yet? Or is he? Yeah. There he is, on cue. There we go. Asking you shall receive. There we go. You can already tell that how valuable he'll be at that size. As Drimmick knocks one down from the corner, it's for reasons like this that you, everybody's huffing and puffing after five and a half minutes. Got to get in better shape, everybody. Nice take by Jalen Galloway. That first step is dangerous. I like that. That's a good comparison. Is a siren assassin. Answers back. He's Milton Doyle. The Jack Jumpers defend the island for the first time in NBL 24. 80 to 72, the final score. Next up in round two, we had the Tasmania Jack Jumpers playing host to the Sydney Kings. Probably favourites going into this game, but Tasmania are finding their form behind the play of Milton Doyle and Jordan Crawford, despite his inefficiency shooting from the field. Now, this was an interesting game. We're seeing with the Sydney Kings, Coach Abdel Fattah is playing Alex Tui at the power forward starting position uh, alongside Jalen Galloway and Jalen Adams. Uh, Denzel Valentine in this game, playing a lot of minutes and not being very productive. Only six points, shooting two at nine from the field at a pretty low percentage. Launching seven threes and only hitting 
two of them. Alex Tui is still playing quite well, despite the Kings losing this game. Quatnoy, very quiet in this one. Only six points, one of four from the field. Jonah Bolden, he had 10 points and eight rebounds in his 23 and a half minutes. Uh, it wasn't enough to get past the Jack Jumpers with Fabian Krizlovich actually smashing the backboard in warm-ups on a dunk uh, before this game. I posted on Instagram about this. Was it an omen for the game? I'm not sure, but they ended up uh, taking out the Kings, who are highly favoured to defend their championship this year. I thought Junior Madut had a couple of good looks in this game as well. He looks to have a really smooth stroke and a pretty high ceiling for his potential. Milton Doyle in this one, 21 points, 8 of 15, going 2 for 7 from 3-point land. Also had 3 assists and a steal. Yeah, the backcourt at the Jack Jumpers getting it done here over the backcourt of the Sydney Kings, who most people would have favoured in this one. Um, the Jack Jumpers, once again, proving to be a very tough out for any team visiting their home floor. Jack McVeigh had 13 in this one, shot 5 for 15 from the field, but still was quite effective on the offensive end of the floor, getting some rebounds, providing some good defense at the small forward position, keeping some of the bigs out for the Sydney Kings. Now, anyone going down to Tasmania is going to have to be on their A game, I think, to be able to come out with the win. I think Jonah Bolden is underperforming for the Sydney Kings at the moment. He's getting decent enough minutes, but I don't think his production is quite good enough, and that's why we're seeing Jalen Galloway uh, starting in, I think, his place at the moment. Coach Abdul Fattah has to figure things out for Sydney there. They need to be able to win these games going away. Um, but they weren't able to pull this one out. As you heard, the final score there, 80 to 72. Uh, the Jack Jumpers take it out. Scores level inside the last five minutes. And this seemed a long way off when they were down 17 in the second quarter. And in the third, Bryce Cotton comes to the party again. He's got 19. 13.6 boards, two blocks for Sarah as Cotton goes back to him again. The teenager walks another three. What a play. Back to back triples. And Alex Sarthen, how do you Wiley down low, uncontested too. Now he's got 13 in the game. Cotton doesn't need to take a shot. The Wildcats have got it done. They prevailed here in the final analysis by seven points and handed Adelaide a 0 and 3 start in the NBL for the first time in 12 years. Next up in round two of NBL 24, we had the Perth Wildcats versus the Adelaide 36ers. Adelaide looking for their first win of the season. Perth jumped out to an early 17-point lead in the first half. Adelaide did manage to storm back into the game through some good play by Isaac Humphreys and Trey Kell. Also, Jacob Wiley was pretty efficient in this game. Mitch McCarron not scoring a bunch, but facilitating a little bit and getting some crucial rebounds where they have been lacking in previous games. I'm not sure what they're doing with Alex Starling. He was ineffective in this game. Tory Smith-Milner was kept very quiet. Trenton Flowers only playing the six-odd minutes in this game and not hitting a shot. And we can see why Alex Sarr is... 
projected to potentially be the number one pick in next year's NBA draft. This kid is amazing. He's got a seven foot five wingspan. He had 16 points in this game on six of 10 shooting, went two or three from three point land, had six rebounds and a couple of blocks as well. Hit a crucial three in the fourth to put it out of reach for Adelaide. Bryce Cotton knows exactly where to find this kid and has been doing it regularly through every game that they've played. Jordan Usher in this one, 16 points. A little bit quiet, but did his thing. Keanu Pinder as well, chipping in with 10 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, playing his role to perfection. And Perth Wildcats just way too good in the end, way too good down the stretch. They didn't even need to use their full bench. Uh, we didn't see Wagstaff in this game or David Aquera. Adelaide go 0-3 and three to start the year. Uh, very disappointing so far for them and they are still on the hunt for an import to give them some scoring punch and or some sort of presence inside to help out Isaac Humphreys. So despite putting up a good fight in this game, Adelaide lose 82-75 to in RAC Arena in Perth. Daniel Greedy gets to start after a very good game last week. He's Robinson going all the way and getting inside. I've hit one. I'm going to get another one right here. Kick from Gary Clark. A little hockey assist for Sam Foley. Quarter of the way through this final frame. Great to have you with us in the Hungry Jacks NBL. First leg of a Saturday night double header. Lee's into the game. Smoke a sharpshooter. Knocked out. Young Jong Lee. And Clark he wants the two. He's ready on the wing. Yep, well. They swing it to him now. In rhythm. Rolling goes himself, muscles his way to the cup, and tipped home by Swackle Bullock. And it'll be a seven-point loss to the Phoenix again, and Illawarra tastes success at home for the first time in 2023. Oh, geez. So next up, we've got the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix going to Illawarra, playing away in Illawarra there. Uh, this was a very exciting game, very high-scoring, lots of baskets made not a lot of defense happening we've seen from the southeast melbourne team that they are lacking a little bit of ball movement not too high on the team assists count at the moment uh, we're seeing some really good scoring from Will Cummings. He had 28 in this one on some really efficient shooting, 11 for 18, 3 for 6 from 3. Gary Brown chipped in with 22. Uh, once again, outstanding. Mitch Creek, outstanding as well. 24 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. Really did well to lead the scoring here, but I think it was the defense that really lacked in this game for the Phoenix. They weren't able to keep Sam Froling out of the paint. Tyler Harvey had 20 in this one. Justin Robinson, the absolute standout in the fourth quarter, absolutely just took over and got everything he wanted in that last quarter to get Illawarra over the line. As I mentioned, Sam Froling played really well. 17 points in this game, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, Gary Clark also had 10 points and 5 rebounds. Had some crucial baskets through the middle of the game, getting free in the open court. And we also saw Hyung Young Lee come off the bench for the Illawarra Hawks and hit some crucial threes in the game to keep Illawarra ahead of the Phoenix in this one. Disappointing loss for the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. They are not where they want to be defensively at the moment. The offense is clicking, but they really need to figure out what's happening on the defensive end to keep 
teams out of the paint and not scoring so easily on them uh, close to the basket. But overall, it was a good game and Illawarra played very, very well. They get their first win of the season at home there versus the Phoenix. Final score, 113 to 106 in a 40-minute game. That shows you how high scoring it actually was. Wardenberg drives, met upstairs by Zakarski. From Zakarski on the Harvey Norman replay. No, sir. By Miller late. One last chance for the Bullets. Isaac White finds a way. Might learn a little bit about them. We're learning a fair bit about the Taipans, though, Liam. Yeah, and Pat Miller. The Taipans lead is three. The Bullets are applying all sorts of pressure right now to keep their undefeated start alive. Pat Miller. Ooh, wasteful again. Oh, dear. McDaniel. And one. Oh, Sam McDaniel. <laughs> Come out and make big plays, young man. Ball in the hands of Sobey. Shot clock switched off. Bullets down one. Brisbane fans stand as one. Sobey to the rack. Couldn't score. So next up, we had the Brisbane Bullets going up against the Cairns Taipans. Cairns in Brisbane, taking it up to the Bullets here. Now, this was an intense game. The first half was highlighted by an incident between Aaron Baines and Lat Mayen on the rebound. Baines seemed to get a few cheap shots under the basket. He retaliated by absolutely cracking the shits and incurring a technical foul. He went to the bench and proceeded to get a bench technical as well. He was absolutely furious at something that happened to him under the basket. It wasn't clear and unfortunately this continued into the race in between halves of the game. We've heard since from the NBL investigation that there was an altercation between Baines and Cairns coach Adam Ford on the way to the locker rooms before the second half. This resulted in Latmayan and Aaron Baines both being ejected for the remainder of the game and it was a weird atmosphere in this game in the second half due to all this. Now Can saw the return of Deji McCall as well. Patrick Miller played an awesome game in this one for Cairns. He's proving to be an absolute star for this team leading from the front. He had 21 uh, Sam Wardenberg had some key buckets. Bullqual with 11. Uh, McCall in his return at 8 points on 4 of 7 shooting, a few rebounds and a few assists to go along with it. He actually had five turnovers and was a negative six in the game, but seemed to solidify the lineup out there for Cairns. Bobby Clintonman proving to be one of the best actual players in this league despite being an NBL next star. He had 19 points on 6 of 9 shooting and shot 3 of 3 from the 3 point line and got 5 rebounds and 6 assists to go along with it. He had some key baskets down the stretch. Brisbane hung tough and came back from a massive deficit in this game after the Aaron Baines incident. We're not seeing enough Rocco Zakarski for me. He was good early in the game, getting a massive block. Nathan Sobey has to be mentioned here. He had 31 points in this game, 8 of 22, 3 of 8 from the three-point line, shot 12 of 12 from the free-throw line, an absolute stellar effort from Nathan Sobey. He is making a 
good case for MVP this season. It's probably between him and Milton Doyle at this stage, in my view. Also, Isaac White and Mitch Norton, Tyrell Harrison, all playing really well off the bench for Brisbane. They brought themselves right back into it in the fourth quarter despite the Aaron Baines incident and ejection, but they weren't able to get it done in the end. Bobby Clintman hit an ice cold three in the fourth quarter to basically seal it for the Cairns Taipans who come away with the win. We're yet to see what the NBL investigation is uncovering regarding the halftime incident between Baines and Adam Ford and they get the win here 89 to 86 and uh, let's just wait and see what happens with the Aaron Baines incident will he be suspended as far as I know nothing's happening to Adam Ford the rumor is that Aaron Baines threw Adam Ford against a wall or something like that yeah who knows We'll we'll have to wait to see what comes out of it but uh, this was a highly emotionally charged game, maybe the best game of the round, depending on how you see it. Justin Schuler, unfortunately, his perfect record is sullied now, and the Brisbane Bullets lose by three. And Shay Lee at the other end. History not far away, but Travis going upstairs. It's four of seven at half time from Zeke, Chris Golding, and remains four of seven. So they're doing it without his offensive input. They lead by 12, so they're getting the job done, although Doyle adds to his tally. Mine and Doyle's turning it on and flushing it. Marcus Lee against his former team draws them level. Doyle gets away from the screen from Golding and knocks down another three. What a final quarter this has been from Milton Doyle. And the way this whole fourth quarter kind of unfolded is exactly how Tasmania want their games to go. They want to hang around, hang around. So what a fight back this has been from Tasmania. They were down 13 in the last quarter, but they have prevailed here. Okay, so the next game in round two of the NBL 24 season was the Tasmania Jack Jumpers versus Melbourne United. Now this was a gritty, tough game, low scoring, just like the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers like it. Melbourne United started off very strong. Ariel Hukpoldi had a good game, 15 points on 7 of 8 shooting, proving to be very efficient, doing his job very well, protecting the basket and finishing well close to the hoop on offense. Uh, Chris Golding got 12 points on 4 of 8 shooting, all from the three-point line. Went a bit quiet in the second half for me and didn't quite provide the offense that Melbourne needed. Matthew Delavadova, only five points in this game. He's come back down to earth, proving they can't rely on his shooting going down the stretch. Also, Shay Illy, eight points in this game and not providing the game-tying three down the stretch in the fourth quarter. We didn't quite see enough off the Melbourne bench. Ian Clark chipped in with 11 points in 27 minutes, but it wasn't enough to get over the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. This was the Milton Doyle get a bucket in the fourth quarter game. Doyle had 14 of his 25 in the fourth quarter, hit the go-ahead basket with about 19 seconds to go and the Jack Jumpers were able to keep Melbourne United out of the contest. Milton Doyle 
absolutely on fire in the fourth quarter, getting everything he needed, and the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers ran their offense through him exclusively, and he was able to shoot the ball well enough for them to get the victory. Jack McVay got 13 in his 30 minutes, hit the final two free throws of the game to put it out of reach. Jordan Crawford had 18 in this game, played very well early, getting 13 points in the first half and getting their offense going. Marcus Lee against his old club had some moments in the game but only four points and three rebounds and a couple of blocks. Tasmanian Jack Jumpers, too good for Melbourne United. Melbourne were strong favourites in this game. Despite having the personnel, they weren't able to get it done. Tasmanian Jack Jumpers take it out 80-75 to at John Kane Arena in Melbourne. China Bolden throws a bullet for Kalanoi. That's a dime from Bolden. Great look. Adams... For Valentine, off balance, off the window. Finishes the first quarter in style for the Sydney Kings. Wiley in the open court. Coast to coast, Jacob Wiley. Boom. Adelaide comes streaming down the floor. Caldrell has dunks. Look out. Adelaide, we know they have another import spot to do. That's the one thing I think they're missing. Just that, here's the ball, we need a score. Adams for three. But with Adelaide, that will be the game. I can imagine it is going to be packed at their next home game. Kings win it by nine today. Okay, so the final game of round two of NBL 24 was the Adelaide 36ers away to the Sydney Kings. A spirited game from the Adelaide 36ers. A much improved game from Trey Kell, scoring 28 points on 10 of 17 shooting, despite being a negative 16 on the floor. Jason Gaddee, only two points in this game, took a bit of a backseat to Kell's play. Jacob Wiley, 17 in this game, and five rebounds, five assists. Played very, very well. They seem to get things together a little bit in this game, the Adelaide 36ers. Sunday Detch as well, 15 points, slightly inefficient shooting, but better production from him. They were able to take it up to the Kings. The Kings struggled a little bit with the play of the 36ers in the open floor. However, they were able to get on top in the end. Jordan Hunter, he had 22 points on 8 of 10 shooting and 8 rebounds to go along with that. Uh, Jalen Adams got his 16 points on 5 of 12, shooting 3 of 6 from the 3-point line. Jalen Galloway, 11 points, 3 of 4 from the 3-point line, proving to be a genius move from coach Abdel Fattah to insert into the starting lineup. Denzel Valentine had 15 as well, along with three rebounds and five assists. Angus Glover chipped in with nine. Quatnoy with 14 on two of seven from the three-point line. Yeah, they were just too strong in the end. Once again, Jonah Bolden underperforming a little here, 3 of 8 for 8 points and just had the 6 rebounds in his 18 minutes. It was enough to get over the Adelaide 36ers who go 0 and 4 to start the season despite playing much better in this game under coach CJ Bruton. They kept themselves in it and definitely gave a lot more effort. That was evident in the game. However, Sydney are way too good at home for the Adelaide 36ers. 
and hand them another loss. Adelaide sit at the bottom of the ladder now on 0-4. and four. Yeah, it's going to be a long road back for the 36ers. They really need to sign somebody else. We heard today that the New Zealand Breakers have signed Anthony Lamb in place of Justinian Jessup, who is out indefinitely with a pelvic injury. How the Adelaide 36ers weren't able to attract him, I don't know. Have they become the most unattractive franchise to play for in the NBL? I am not sure. Perhaps it's something to do with how it all went down for them last season. Who knows? But they desperately need to get it together this season and put a win on the board. CJ Bruton has a lot to figure out there. They are on the improve trending up that's for sure but Sydney were too good at home for them and final score there was 109 to 100. The New Zealand Breakers and the Cairns Taipans will be taking their squads to the US to play in the NBL v NBA series once again this year. Games will be played this week. Wednesday we've got Cairns and the Washington Wizards followed by the New Zealand Breakers versus the Portland Trailblazers, both on October 11, starting at 10 o'clock Australian time. And then following that, on Monday the 16th of October, Cairns play the Toronto Raptors at Scotiabank Arena. That kicks off at 9am Australian time. The last game is the New Zealand Breakers v the Utah Jazz on Tuesday, October 17. That kicks off at midday. That is live from Vivint Arena in Salt Lake City, Utah. You can watch all that stuff on KO. Should be an interesting little series. We saw Adelaide get a win over the Phoenix Suns last year. It didn't actually mean anything for Adelaide going into the NBL season. But let's see if we can get another upset victory over one of these NBA teams via Cairns or New Zealand. Yeah, make sure you tune in and watch for those ones. All right, that just about wraps up round two of the NBL 24 season. I'm Rodney E, host of the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast. Flying solo again here. Pumping out the content for you guys. Uh, Please follow us on Instagram at GTBasketballPod there. Also on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it at GTBasketballPod. We're also on Facebook. You'll find us on all the audio podcast apps, all the popular ones, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, anything you use to listen to your podcast will be there. I'll see you next week with another wrap-up of the NBL and also these games in the US with our boys going up against the NBA squads. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week.